0: And we're glad to be back with you, Priority Talk Radio, here on Truth One O One. And we are always thrilled when we can visit with New York Times number one best-selling novelist, Karen Kingsbury. And uh, Karen is always a pleasure to have you with us. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing so great, great. Thank you so much for having me back.
0: Always. And uh, you, you got a couple of things going on. My goodness, I, I don't know how you balance it, juggle it all.
1: I tell you, sometimes I have a lot of people helping me. So that's and, and ultimately the Lord alone could could help me keep it all straight. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's I
0: fine. don't know. I start getting ready to talk to you, and I'm like, well, I got to talk to her about that. And then I got to talk to her about that. And then I got to talk to her about that. It's just one thing after another. <laughs> uh, now, but let me ask do you do you write? and then work on movies, and then work on promoting them, and then write some more? Or do you just kind of write all the time underneath all of that? Or or how does it work?
1: Yeah, the writing. The writing is kind of its own thing. Like, it happens – I have to be locked off for, like, two weeks, and then I maybe go down into like, a dark room, and I put a YouTube clip on that's 10 hours – you know, in Fiji or Aruba or somewhere where I can pretend that I'm at the beach. <laughs> and then I write my books, and I really need to be disconnected at that point um, to get it, to really have it be the one I want it to be. And then I can, you know, a book like Just Once uh, that comes out of me from today is that book I wrote a year ago. You know, so I haven't been working on that at the same time as this movie coming out, but it does sometimes feel like it collides for sure.
0: So Karen Kingsbury just disappears for a couple of weeks and then comes out with another one. Is that the, that's the way it works?
1: That is the way it works. In fact, in January I'll try to disappear again and and write my next one.
0: All righty. Well, I, you know, people I think are love to hear the process of how you guys do it. And now, how many books is this now? I should have looked it up, but but just once know, is the new one. It'll I'm be sure. out. Uh, it'll be out on Tuesday, November fourteenth. Uh, how many is it now?
1: I, it's around seventy, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's so funny. I think I, I always think I'm going to count how many novels I have. But I, I mean, to me, it just feels like the Lord just keeps giving me stories, and I just keep writing them. But I know it's got to be around seventy.
0: All right, just once will be out next week, and then we're going to. So I want to talk to you about it. Then I want to talk to you about someone like you, which is one of your previous books from uh, oh, about a year and a half or so ago that that'll be out uh, this spring. In theater, so let's we're going to talk about both of those. But let's talk about just once. You've went back and are writing sort of a a period piece here, World War II. Uh, tell us how you chose that area for this story.
1: Well, I had this character, Great Bell. I loved, <clears throat> I loved her so much. Her name was Herbal, and she was uh, in her eighties, and she was a. Um, Alzheimer's patient at Sunset Hills Adult Care Home, and she was the instrumental person in Ashley Baxter's life. And Ashley Baxter is one of my, you know, favorite characters. Everyone knows who she is. Right. But Erbil was a minor character. But I, she really she grew on me, and I loved her. And I hated it when I saw her uh, time come to pass, and she went, you know, home to heaven as all my fictitious characters like Erbil do. And <clears throat> she was really, um, she was so genteel and so beautiful, and I thought to myself, what if I brought her back? What if I went back to 1940 when she was just 20, and she was dating one brother and kind of following for the other brother, and they were gathered around the radio listening to these war updates, and suddenly Pearl Harbor hit. Mm. And what happened if they all got sucked into the war, and for Erbil... Um, as I thought about it, I thought, "Oh my goodness, she's a spy. She was a spy with the Office of Strategic Services, the original um, organization that became the CIA. And she was a brilliant mathematician. And they asked her to join as a spy and be a code breaker, and go behind enemy lines. And I all this like it, just this dramatic edge of your seat World War II love story." Just filled my heart. And it was like
0: I couldn't, I had to write it. And so that became just once. Wow. Well, that, I mean, that sounds interesting. Uh, so if you're a, a period, uh, love to read period pieces, this one is definitely that love story, all of it. Uh, it's a standalone title, though. Let me, let's make that, that direct, right? Because you, you have so many series and the Baxters, and, but this is a standalone, kind of a prequel, so to speak, maybe, but standalone.
1: Yeah, It's really a standalone. I mean, it really doesn't connect to the Baxter family in any other not. way. I mean, okay. people who know herbal, that'll be fun for them, but you don't have to have known her before. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I thought. And so, um, because you, you've got this built in these true events, uh, is that, that really is different from most all the other. I, I haven't read all 70 books. I wouldn't have another life if I read all of your books because you got so many. Uh, but my wife, I think, probably has. But it, because it's uh, anchored against these true events, that's different than most all the other novels you've written?
1: It really is. Yeah, this is kind of the first time. I mean, I've had a couple of of books that were set against the backdrop of 9-11 or the Oklahoma City bombing. But this one, going back to World War II, I had to spend probably three months. I was privileged to kind of go back and read about the courageous men and women of World War II. And I had to be accurate. It was really important to me, Greg, that I could go back and um, make sure my battles, Made sense, and that she would be on this ship, and she would be near this island, and it would be this battle that was about to happen. Um, that had to all make sense. And now I just heard from the historical society that covers historical fiction, and they gave it a rating review. So they think it's very accurate, and I think I've done my job.
0: Now, did you? Um, h- who were your sources? I mean, did you did you have historians on speed dial that you could ask about? Uh, I mean, uh, what what's your sources for uh, for all of this research?
1: Of it was just you know the history itself is pretty well documented when it comes to World War yeah. II in terms of when battles happen, um, who was who was fighting in that battle was it you know was it army was it navy mm-hmm. like who was who was on that island so that's pretty documented and that just takes a lot of research to to make sure your facts are lighting up but then I did watch a lot of documentaries you know people mm-hmm. who um, you know maybe they were interviewed ten years ago. Right now, we have very few World War II survivors like left. But back then, when they were still here and you know able to still clearly see and smell and um, taste the gunpowder, taste you know understand like they could still recount it so vividly. And I watched a lot of hours of that just so that I could feel accurate about writing Sam and Hank, you know the brothers. To write their story had to feel very accurate, and uh, and that's yeah. That I'm really glad that the story was so vivid and real to me, that it was this accuracy piece with World War II that had to hit, and I'm so glad I invested the time.
0: We are visiting with Karen Kingsbury. Uh, she's got a new one out. It'll be November the 14th, and it's uh, entitled Just Once. Now, Karen, will we need? Um, our tissues, you know, box nearby when we read this one?
1: <laughs> I think so. I did when I was writing it. You know, it, it opens with um, with Herbal and Hank at the doctor's office, and Herbal is getting her diagnosis of Alzheimer's. And the doctor is saying, you know, here's some things you may want to remember. Uh, you may want to know that... Red is the last color that helps the memory to stay in place. And so, um, you know, and you may only have six months to a year before you don't remember anything. So Hank immediately takes their best photos, and they're still so in love, you know, and he frames them in red, and he hangs them on the wall. And then he buys a video camera back in the, you know, it's like back in the 80s. He buys a video camera, and they go out to a park, and they literally tell their story. It's like just once... We have got to sit down and tell the story, talk about how you were a spy, talk about our love story so that we never forget it, and our family and our grandchildren, and great-grandchildren never forget it. And so it's kind of as they go back in time, then mm. we get to go back with them. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you'll need tissues.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, and you, you certainly, you're a strong Christian, you're known for that. Uh, and, and you write sort of, you know, for faith-based, uh, you know, from from that perspective. Just just talk how you work that into this book, and what people of that come from a faith-based worldview will appreciate.
1: Well, I think one of my favorite things, you know, God always makes it clear. Like when I'm writing a story, I get to do the secular authors. I mean, they can, everyone can write about a physical element to the story, and the intellectual, and the emotional. But i get to write about the spiritual as well and that might be somebody who's running away from god or you know just finding him for the first time or ignoring his voice in this case herbal as she is and her friends are 20 years old and they're sitting around the radio and these war updates are coming through it is just causing panic attacks in her and i think that's pretty relevant to today mm-hmm. you know if, if you're spending a lot of time on social media or whatnot it's doomsday you know every time you open your computer or your phone so she was getting panic attacks and she came to realize the only weapon she had against the panic attacks um, was the Word of God. And so she becomes uh, versed in very you know beautiful memory verses that she can pull from the arsenal of her heart where God has placed them, and she's able to, to stand up to her fears. And it's a beautiful victory for her way before she gets asked by the government to be a spy. But by the time she is asked, now she knows she can do this. She can lift her chin, and bravely go into battle and bravely take on this task because she has God's Word in her heart. So that's a beautiful element that just a natural part of her story. And for me, the story is what drives the message. It's not, I'm ne- I never say, what's my message? Let's make a story like that. It's like, instead, God gives me the story, like just once, and then along the way, the message becomes clear. And it's kind of like when Jesus would tell a story, uh, a parable. I mean, that's how he touched your heart.
0: Well, Karen Kingsbury with us, and uh, it was just uh, over a year ago, right? You started uh, Karen Kingsbury Productions and are now uh, your son. I, I mean, I talked with both of you guys last year, are now able to bring some of your books uh, to, to the screen, and that, that's pretty exciting. Um, and will this be the second, third? Which one will this be uh, coming up? Uh, someone like you will be out next year
1: yeah someone like you so i've had other movies made on my books but i never made them right so to write to do the story of it to my heart this is our first so we actually used our savings uh to make the movie we filmed last fall tyler accepted my request direct he prayed about it and said yes so he's making his directorial debut he did study it in school he directed some musicals and some short films but this is his first theatrical uh, feature and so we filmed it through the end of 22 and We've been working on editing it. It's picture locked. We're kind of doing the coloring and the you know, sound effects and things like that now. And it'll open in theaters everywhere on April 2nd. I mean, it's, just, I would say, the, one of the greatest challenges of my life and one of the greatest rewards because we, my husband and I, looked at each other. And we said, you know what, we feel God calling us to just make one ourselves. Like just let's just do it. And he was he gave me the courage I needed, both like I mean, God had put it on my heart, but my husband looked me in the eyes and said, If we have to sell everything, this is what God is calling us to do, let's do it and we jumped. Um, and now on this side of it, you know, the movie is just beautiful, and we are so thankful that
0: we did. Okay, so this is the first one, so that is pretty groundbreaking. Okay, um, so the book, Just Once, will be out November 14th. That's what we've been talking about, World War Two. I might have confused folks. And then Someone Like You, one of your previous books, uh, will be uh, in theaters April 2nd to next spring, and that will be uh, from Karen Kingsbury Productions. And my goodness, I've I've seen the trailer to that karen and um wow um pretty amazing um i needed a tissue box just for the uh just for the trailer and i mean i don't cry i'm, I'm a hardline man wow mm-hmm. uh, having not read the book oh, i'm gonna you. admit the, yeah. the movie really got my attention
1: oh thank you so much craig that means and that it's we had
0: don't... how many uh, oh, now get me up to date because you've had how yeah. many views of the trailer and how many days
1: well it's in several different locations but I've only been on TikTok for a handful of days myself because I just kind of I'm going to kind of not be on TikTok really but then you know people are there and people need to see this it'll help them and it'll be good for them but over 1.2 million views on TikTok on one video alone so it's um, definitely hit this sweet viral space that only God could give you you can't you can't pay for that Um, and so yeah the people are really excited and the trailer company we hired they just did a beautiful job of capturing the story. I, I agree with you. It's um
0: Wow, yeah, it caught my the, attention. And where yeah. where was the where was it filmed at?
1: You know, we filmed it in Tennessee and Alabama. So the uh, yeah. first um four weeks of our filming were in Tennessee and our last week we were at Smith Lake in alabama and there's a house there you may know of it it's called the glass house yep. have you heard of
0: it i have and that's yes. why i asked because i, I yeah. that looked like smith lake that i saw so uh, that that really that's why i asked
1: yeah so we filmed in the glass house and that was my dream to film there and then jet skis we had a friend there greg darnell who was on the lake he let us use his jet skis for free um just favor we just we kept feeling like we prayed for wisdom and favor and god just kept delivering uh, so that's been, I mean, and I think the best place for people to go, one of the things I'm offering, um, if you go to movie, you can sign up for the A-list. And if you're on my A-list, it means that you'll have access to tickets on February 1st. Whereas the rest of the world, the public will have access on Valentine's Day. If you sign up for the A-list, you'll have access to tickets two weeks early, and that's going to be a big difference. That means you get your choice of seats.
0: Yeah. So you filmed part of the movie in uh, Alabama uh, on Smith Lake, but it also has a Birmingham tie. That's correct too, right?
1: Well, it does, because that's where uh, Dawson worked out of his... Fictitiously, we're we're, we're kind of picturing, you yeah. know, that Smith Lake is a little closer to Birmingham, yeah. but well, it is. he just lives off the beaten path. I mean, that's true. You know, he mm-hmm. lives off the beaten path, in a way. And we filmed at the National Zoo, and no other film company had ever done that. So we, again, we just were... So, like, We had this dream of where we wanted to film, what we wanted to do, and we were able to do it. We were able to do it all. And that's just... That part, the hardest part, is really behind us, and now it's just, you know, we didn't, we don't have a studio, uh, we didn't, nobody kind of like got behind us that way, which is okay because we prayed for the right partners, and so Fathom is releasing it like a actual release, not like an event. They're okay. actually doing a ten day, it'll at least have ten days um, across the country, and then you know they're believing it could be a $30, $40, $50 fifty million dollar box office because they think it'll catch on.
0: Well, I I can definitely see it. And you'll have to come back on with us um, maybe like in March to remind everybody uh, about the opening the first weekend of April. Can we do that? Yes, let's
1: do it. That sounds wonderful.
0: There's no reason this movie shouldn't just go absolutely crazy uh, across the northern half of Alabama with all of the tie-ins and – uh, the stories definitely I'm, I'm gonna have to read the book I hate to tell you I haven't read it but I'm gonna have to read someone like you uh, before the movie <laughs> comes out because you definitely got my attention with that storyline so uh, mm-hmm. Karen Kingsbury always a pleasure to have you and uh, just keep up the good work and keep uh, keep shining the light and using your gifts for him and uh, boy you, you've you've, uh, you've encouraged a lot of people with your writings over the years and uh, and given so many people uh, hope. And, uh, and a reason to, to, to think positively and be able to see through circumstances because of the books that you've written and uh, the way you weave in the Christian worldview into there is just beautiful. And uh, I, boy, the movies are just so exciting. So thank you so much for, for everything you do and for joining us so many times over the years.
1: Well, thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. You know, it's just to God be the glory. I could never do it without him. And so, uh, you know, everyone, that re- I pray for my readers, I pray that as they read that They'll be touched, and that God will use the stories to bring about some beautiful thing in their lives. So thank you so much for letting me share again, and we'll we'll, uh, do it again in
0: March. Absolutely. Just Once, that's the new novel. It'll be out next week, November 14th. All right, that's the World War II setting, and then the film Someone Like You in Theaters, first weekend of April 2024. And we'll keep you up to date on all of it. Karen, thank you, and God bless.
1: Thank you. God bless you, Greg. Bye-bye.